Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome again to another episode of the Retrospects Podcast, Season 3. This is the last episode of this season. Can you believe it? It's bonker balls. Um, I know. Um, it's been a fun season talking about movies that make us cry. And uh, we're, we're finishing up a couple movies that made us cry um, from like the early 2000s, whenever we were getting a little bit older. And as yep. this is the last episode of the season, I do want to remind you guys to be on the lookout for the, um, for the giveaway that we will Ooh. have. Also, um, since Erica and I will be together this weekend, actually, so <gasps> the week, the day after we uh, publish this episode, we're going to be hanging out that weekend in Massachusetts, and I'm really excited. Um, I've never been to Massachusetts before, so woo! She's um, coming to Massachusetts! Yeah. Hooray, hooray. You're going to leave with a Boston accent, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe if you come visit, you'll start spe- speaking Pittsburghese. Pittsburgh. Every time I go to Maine, I'm there for a week and I come back with a Maine accent, so I'm <laughs> everywhere I go. That's awesome. I love it. Um, sorry, guys, a rabbit trail, of course. Um, if you, if this is your first time listening to us, my name is Bree and my co-host here is Erica. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Yes. A couple things before we want to get into, like, our discussion. I did want to, um, a couple things I wanted to mention. Like I said, this is the last episode of the season. Um, and usually we take like a week off before we get into another season of things. However, um, there's a lot going on with Erica and I, um, Erica, fingers crossed, is moving. Um, and so we are, our, our fingers are crossed. It's not a done deal yet, but um, Send me the- good vibes, please. Any yes. positive juju, I will take it. Yes, send, send it her all of the good feelings. Um, so, yeah, so while she's moving and her kids are starting school and all that stuff is going on, we're going to take a smidge longer of a break, maybe about a month. Um, but in between, we'll probably publish a couple, like, mini episodes on, like, little topics here and there before we get back into, like, doing some seasons. So. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there just so everybody knows ahead of time. Um, and it will be great. Uh, you know, so it's just overwhelming when you're moving, you have a job, you have three kids and all this stuff. And then on top of all that, you know, sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's nice to have a break, even for me. But like, it is it as is. much as we love it. We do really love this, but we do you know. But sometimes it, it at work. night you're just tired it is and, and you want to just like go lay down and, you know, die for a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, since we are talking about some movies from the early 2000s, Erica, um, what, let's see here. What years were these movies? By the way, whenever I was picking the movies for this episode, I really wanted to put in A Walk to Remember. <gasps> That's oh now see that at movie. I remember seeing that in like eighth grade with my mm-hmm. basketball team, and um, I really wanted to put that in there, but I was like, I felt like we needed a sports movie, and I I knew that The Notebook was such a 
big movie for it was like the romance movie of our generation because like titanic was just like for the elder millennials and for the gen z and then i felt like you know the notebook was like our love story and i'm a failure who has still yet i know guys i know that i said in a previous episode i'm like i'm gonna watch the notebook and you think i got to that heck no (laughs) guys it is it is so like okay when i had to watch Iron Giant last week, I was like, all right, I can do this with my kids. But even that in itself is still a struggle because they're constantly making me do stuff. Like I had to have my oldest son keep track. And I was like, hey, don't miss anything because I can't miss anything and I need to know. Yeah. So basically, Bree is going to give me all the spoilers. So then I'll be all caught up. So if y'all want to talk about the notebook, then I'm going to know everything. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, like I said, I like I really wanted to put in, you know, a walk to remember, but I didn't want See, to. That would be my that would be my because I pick. think that was like the first one where I was just like, oh, my God, she's dying. I think I don't even think I cried in that movie. I, I like like I said, I feel like I have as emotional as I am. I, I feel sometimes like I'm like, do I have a do I have a soul? Do I have a heart? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, but maybe just sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. I think when it comes to, like, to like romance and those kinds of movies, I think I don't cry quite as much. I don't. Maybe that's what it is. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. But anyway, so remember the Titans came out in 2000 and then the Notebook came out in 2004. So in those years, what was life like for you? What was going on? Like, uh, you briefly, know what's a, overview, I know that it's a big you know chunk of time. A really strange coincidence is in the year 2000, I moved. I moved from the small town that I grew up in, so I was 12, to Lowell. Uh, oh, did you? I did. I moved in the summer. I think it was August 15th. It's weird that I still remember that, but I have this thing about numbers and dates. So, yeah. Um, I moved, like, right before school was to start which I remember for me I was like this is so weird to start in August because what in the town I grew up and we always started after Labor Day um but I like remember it was crazy because like I had to start a new school I start in it was an and so like it was middle school so you you can imagine what that was like you know I dealt with I had friends but obviously I dealt with a series of people who also picked on me because I was you know new and yeah a little, yeah. a little on the uh, pudgy side, and by a little I mean a lotl. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What are you doing in the year two thousand? Um, in two thousand, I, I, I was also twelve. Um, <laughs> no way. Yeah, I know. Um, and uh, God, I don't know what was. You know what? I'll have to bust out a couple. I'll. I'll put the uh, friendship notebook that my friends and I had that I found recently. Um, I had a very cute little friendship notebook with several of my friends in like 2000, 2001. And uh, we put like little quizzes in there. We put pictures. We did like, we wrote letters to each other. It was cute, you know, because this is is, cell phones. It is cute. Um, It's it's a lot. There's a lot of MASH games. It's great. 
Um, little, so little, little mash. There's that, and then in yeah, like middle school. That was a great time of life. Gotta love middle school. <laughs> and then so much. 2002, 20 years ago, we entered high school. And um, 2004, whenever the notebook came out, I think I was a sophomore. It was, I think so. It, I think it came out in yeah. like sophomore year. And I remember going to see that in the theater and being the only woman that left the theater not in tears. That's... They were like, who is this girl? I will say, okay, so there is a scene. There is a scene towards the end when you see an old man cry. And I can't. That's something that I, I I can't watch a grown man cry without my without sympathy tears. So um, I will <laughs> say that I did cry there, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, it was such a big movie for so many people. But like, no, it I, really listen. It really wasn't. To be honest, at that time, because so we were sophomores. I definitely did not see it out of like rebellion because I was in that like. I'm, I'm too cool to... for this. Oh, oh no 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 no! I wasn't too cool, but I was alternative. So you know, like I, okay, I'm not into that. Like, all right, I gotta go home and like listen to the Deftones and just like write poetry in my notebook, <laughs> in my own notebook, my version of the notebook. Yeah, I gotcha. That makes that makes perfect sense. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. So. That movie, I mean, it was a big movie. It, and it's not like I didn't love it. Sure. I was kidding. <laughs> you know, I didn't, it's not like, it's not a movie that I, like, really loved. But. It was um, good. It was good. Like, I'm kind of indifferent. Like, and looking back on it, I think I put it in the story today. Like, I put the poll in there. Like, are they kind of toxic? Of I think they are. I think they are absolutely, and and I was really surprised because so far most of the answers have been agreeing with me because I think most I think people now are kind of like hmm yikes. However, I think I mean I think they deserve each other. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> so, but anyway, sometimes toxic relationships happen, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, and I think they get you know I think they ended up. They end up with the right person. But anyway, I'm getting way ahead of myself. I get it. So. Maybe, maybe unbeknownst to us, they went and got some couples therapy and there you go. Maybe we did. Yeah. Maybe that's the case. Maybe that happened. Um, <laughs> anything else that you want to share? Like anything fun and exciting going on? Do you want to share, like tell the audience? I don't know. Anything? <laughs> Bree's so funny because she knows like. <laughs> there's really nothing fun going on in my life currently um <laughs> but i mean if you want to talk about interesting i was i you know as some of you may know i've been sick for a while and not being able to eat foods and i got the lovely pleasure of getting a colonoscopy and endoscopy um turns out i have gastritis so if anybody knows what that feels like it's not fun yeah um and it's not like she's like going around farting all the time. That's not what no, it's is. not gas. So if if I had like because I have if I had my app up, I could read to you how it's described. So basically, like it's inflammation like in your stomach. But I also, like according to the data, I have um, don't remember the exact phrasing. But what it is is like it's basically like 
sores and inflammation in your intestine. So, like, that's how my stomach feels, like, 24 hours a day and seven days a week. So, I mean, that's pretty exciting because, you know, you just never know what you're going to feel like when you eat certain foods or when you wake up. You might feel okay, and then other times you're like, oh, my God, I think I might be living in the bathroom today. Yeah, so you, you're, she's on a very strict diet, like super strict. Yeah. So if anybody knows about it or anybody has any tips or anybody has stomach issues, please like send me ideas because I literally can't eat much. It's taken away my my favorite food, which is chocolate. <laughs> but so the, I mean, as far, it, it's not forever, right? It's not. Hopefully forever. not. Well, it's, it's, it's so, that's the problem with it. It's one of those, like, things you get diagnosed with that, like, they know about, but they don't do much research about. Because most of the time, like, a lot of times gastritis is caused by something called H. pylori, uh, which my mom actually had years, years back. She was sick for a while. It's like a bacteria in your gut. Mine was negative. Um, Mine was caused by ibuprofen use. Um basically erosion in your stomach, which is what it does. Um, so warning to all of you, listen, I get it. Believe me, I had got severe pain. I got shoulder issues, but don't do it. It's not worth it because now then you got to be me. And if you want to, you ain't drinking. If you like to drink, you ain't doing that. Mm-mm-mm. Can't have it. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, this is a little bit different because it takes time, but it, they give you like, it could take anywhere between a few months to... A few years, and I was like, "Well, that's that's not a good outlook." So hopefully, it's a few months. Yeah, hopefully they hopefully it just takes just a little while, so you don't have to deal with it forever. Um, well, so hoping, know, you know, I'm guys, hoping the best, hoping the best the for dream. you. How about you, Brie? What's exciting? I, this yeah, this I this week I had or this past weekend I had my friend from Virginia come in. Um, it was crazy. She was supposed to come in on Thursday. She woke up on Tuesday or on Wednesday to um, like check in to the to her flight on her app, and they changed the flight to Friday morning instead of Thursday morning. And she was like, "This is weird." She's like, "I could have sworn it was Thursday," and yeah. I was like, "They probably just changed it without telling you or did without sending like an email or anything." And so she ended up um having to switch to friday and then on friday she was literally in the like she flew from um maryland to philadelphia and then from philadelphia to pittsburgh she was literally in the airport in philadelphia for like an eight hour day i was like girl i would have canceled my flight and then just driven i know how long it would have taken to get to her house where she lives and i was like it would it would have taken way less time to drive which, Ugh. you know, but still, you're, you're like, how do you, you know, cancel your flight and get your money back? Right. You know? Once you're there, I mean. But anyway, yeah. So, but it turned out to be a good weekend. We had, we had a great time. She came yeah. up for, I forget exactly how it came about, but she was, she was talking about a concert and I was like, well, let's look it up. I was like, she was like, I'm due for a visit. It's been a while. And we were looking up maybe concerts or something and she said something about Greta Van Fleet. And I was like, listen, Greta Van Fleet is actually coming with Metallica um, in August. And she was like, perfect. Let's do it. I'm in. And uh, so they were really who we wanted to see. Um, Because I really never listened to them before, but I 
Um, but I was oh, like, they're so good. They're they're good. They're very Zeppelin-y, very like classic rock. Do you know why that is? Why? So basically, when so I got like super into them when they first came out. So this is how I know this. Okay. Because when I heard them, I was like, oh my god, they're super super Zeppelin-y. Like, yeah. Um, when they were growing up, instead of like. Like, they were not raised on technology. They didn't really watch TV. They didn't have phones. They didn't want it. They liked being, like, out just doing things. Mm -hmm. And basically, they kind of learned their music tastes through the old-fashioned way. And a lot of it was that type of music. So they didn't really have the influences of, you know, other stuff that they, you know, I would say because they're a little bit younger than us um yeah and they're had three of them are brothers right she did tell me that yep yep so I was like oh that's that makes so much sense to how like and that really I feel like works works for their sound for sure yeah I love I love Led Zeppelin so anybody who sounds close to him like yes I was a little nervous because I was like his voice can get kind of screechy and I'm like I it's not bad I just have to be like prepared for it or like in a certain mood to listen to that you know um but I was like of course I would like to see some like live music I love it and um I always guest live their live shows so different yeah I was like they're great I'm sure they're gonna be great live because you know it's just that style of music is probably is great live um and then when we got there we got to the or we were on our way she told me that one of the bands my ex-husband introduced me to that I actually really like was also opening. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> so um, I got really excited whenever they came on, too, because apparently it, the they only had two shows. It was only here. It was only in Pittsburgh and in um, New York. And I think they had. Yeah, my early- cousin, my cousin Christy went to the one in New York. Yeah, yeah, and it was, um, and I was like, really, there's only two shows, that's, and, like, Pittsburgh, what? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was a really great show. We didn't stay the whole time for Metallica, because we didn't want, like, I'm not, we're not, like, huge Metallica fans, but it was just, like, for the experience of saying, we saw Metallica, you know what I mean? Um, plus, we wanted to beat the crowd, <laughs> and we were We hungry. usually, we do this, I mean... Don't get me wrong, Matt. Matt and I are big Metallica fans, but we do the same thing. I I can be the biggest fan of any anything, and I just don't want to be stuck in the crowd. So I'm like, they seem like they're getting close to the end. All right, we're out. Yeah, I we left after Enter Sandman, which was like the fourth song in the lineup. We I was like, they're gonna they're gonna play Master of Puppets, and that was I was like, that's and I looked it up on set list, and set list said it was the last song in the encore and I was like of course it is so um especially like right now because I'm like that song is going to be is like huge right now because of Stranger Things and so uh I was like I'm not I don't want to stay for the whole thing like it was a great experience it really was a great experience I really enjoyed it um but anyway so getting to it to start to cover the movies we're talking about first up is Remember the Titans, which is... Remember them. <laughs> remember, I'm remembering all of the Titans. Um, so, Erica, take it away. I'm going to take it away. All right. So, first of all, I was telling Brie, 
So before I like get the chance to like catch up on this, which basically I had to, so I've seen it many years ago. So again, cause my life doesn't stop. I like jam packed a remember the Titans, like cramming session into my day in between like my work. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know I am not alone in this. There were so many friggin' football movies that were released. Like, there were, especially in the early, early 2000s. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Remember the Titans, Varsity Blues, um, uh, Friday Night, Night Lights. Lights. Th- there's a whole bunch of them. I could say The Waterboy, but... <laughs> <laughs> that was a different kind of sports movie, I guess. <laughs> that is yeah. a funny sports movie. I, I actually thought about that in my head when um, I was like... Uh, reading about this, I, I just randomly, just kind of what, okay, because to be honest, I don't know if Brie felt the same or how anybody else felt, but after watching some of it and seeing the clips, some of the acting is kind of really bad. It, it, yeah. 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 Not That's all. Cool. There's some good, like Denzel nails it, of course. It's Denzel Washington, let's be serious. But, like, some of the characters, if I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, ugh. Like, well, yeah. I think part of it is, maybe I think it's just, I don't know if it's maybe the style of movie or the budget. It could be, too. And I think it, part of it, that's what I was saying. It's, like, the time when it was made, you know. Yeah. And probably the last time I watched it, I again, like we've said, our, our feelings change a little bit, you know, as you get older and you watch things that you thought were, like, really, really great. And you're like, oh. Now, don't get me wrong. This movie is great. I cried even whilst watching clips so that tells you that it was great um just the clips clips. uh no 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 it was good um but like i said again not all there's a there's enough good acting in it that offsets the people in it but a lot of the some of the people that are like some of the main people aren't they're not like the worst but they're just very like I don't know, like, it's just, it's just, like, watching them be emotional, everything is just, like, I'm just, like, so upset right now. Like, everything yeah. is just, like, you, I don't know, did you, like, pick up on that at all, or is that just me? Like, Yeah, I did, I did, yeah. for sure. I mean, it still doesn't take away from no, it, it doesn't movie. I feel like it's one of those movies that you probably should watch every so often, just to remind yourself of certain, I mean... It's a big movie about racism, essentially, and right. racism in sports. And obviously, this was in this what the sixties, right? Uh seventy one. Okay, well, yeah, close enough. But still, it was it had a lot to deal with segregation and things like that. So, which it's just, fun yeah. fact about that: um, the actual high school that it's based on was not segregated at this time in nineteen seventy one. They had been integrated for quite some time there's actually i got some fun like disclaimers um about the movie that because so like everybody says you know based on a true story so you know it's based but you know they add bits and pieces you know to the movie to make it a good movie because obviously life is you know it can be exciting but it also can be pretty boring and i mean yeah football's exciting but not every single moment of every single day of their days was like exciting and woo like so they had to spice it up notch right 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 so um but yeah i thought that was interesting though i was like hmm because like they make it in the movie saying it was like one of the last schools to be like 
integrated, but that's not the case. But obviously, if that they did it to the original, then there wouldn't be the whole like pointless the movie. So it was released on September twenty third, two thousand. God, every time I just crazy like this movie is. This movie is older than, like... It's going to be 22 years old. Wow. Yeah. So it came out on September 23rd, 2000. Um, Obviously, it stars Denzel Washington, Will Patton. Donald Faison is in it, if you know, like, Scrubs. Um, He's in a whole bunch of... uh, Clueless, a whole bunch of other stuff. A very um, little... um, I can never pronounce her last name. Hayden... Was it Penetier? Yes. Yeah, Penetier. I got it. Yes. A little Hayden Penetier. And it's so funny because, a spoiler alert at the end of the movie, like when they're, you know, at somebody's funeral, they show her like older. And I was like, she doesn't look like that when she grows up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what she looks like now. I do yeah. always find that funny in some movies, though, when you see them, like age them when they're older. And I'm like, but they don't. But now they actually grew up, and they don't they don't look anything like that. Yes. Because <laughs> I feel like, you know what it is? They try to make them look similar to what they look like as a child. But it's like most of us, I mean, yeah, we kind of look like ourselves, but a lot of us change a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I thought it was, you it can was absolutely funny seeing her in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely can still tell it's her, especially like in the close-ups of her face. And But she's just, she's funny, and it's, just, you know... Spunky little girl. <laughs> Adorbs. Um, so anyway, this is basically about, um, so Denzel Washington, he is a coach by the name of Herman Boone. Um, obviously, I have to put this out there. He is black. So because it is a school that's all white people. Right. They're so kind of like, like eh. Yeah. So... This is at the T.C. Williams High School, which it's actually called now Alexandria City High School. So they changed it now. He goes there, um, but then he, there's another coach at the time, Will Patton, who is Bill Yost. That's who he plays. So all these people are real people, by the way. Like the characters are actual people in real life. And so he's in there along with, so example, like, um, the character, what how, he kept calling him Jerry, but it's Gary. That's how he pronounces it. Because at first, when I read it, I was like, Jerry. Like, like, yeah, like but then that. I was watching. But then I was watching it, and he was literally like picking at his name. So then I was like, oh, okay. It's like uh, uh, and, and Julius okay. Campbell um, are portrayed by two people that I don't actors I didn't know: Ryan Hurst and Wood Harris. Yeah, I never heard of them. I mean, I, I've heard of them because of the movie, but like elsewhere yeah no so i'm not too sure i didn't personally look into too much about like their like what do you call it like filmography yeah so yeah i was well just because i was like they're they're not a name that i'm like yeah i mean maybe they do have stuff i apologize guys if you're listening to this and you do hey you can email us and let us know (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so like the movie starts and they're at a funeral I'm not going to tell you yet who's, we'll get to that, because yeah. I don't want to spoil it, um, but it's it's um, in 1981. They're at a funeral, that's just kind of how it starts, um, but then, you know, it after that it starts in 1971, like I said, and they're newly integrating this high school, so again, like I said, in, in actuality, that's not the case, but for this, 
movie and the purpose intended for this movie. That's um, what they were doing. So as you can imagine, if I'm sure most of you know what it was like during those times of segregation between black people and white people. Obviously, you can imagine that the white people the white kids in the school were not necessarily thrilled, which obviously in this day and age, I'm going to put that out there, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We we grew up, but but for, for those who don't know, obviously that was a very different time. And it is ridiculous, but it is the way that it was then. Right. Unfortunately, which is just so, so insane to think. I mean, just like Forrest Gump, it was the same thing. So we, Yeah, same. So anyway, um, Denzel... I'm, I'm going to call him Denzel because I feel like I can't call him. Her- like, Herman? How do you give Den? I I get it. Like, that was his name. But, like, Denzel to play a Herman? Like, Denzel. It's, like, such a I know. Name. I know. It's such a strong name. And then it's just Herman. <laughs> Sorry to any Hermans out there. That just makes me think of Bad Santa because his name is Herman Merman. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? A fun fact. I've never seen that movie. But... <gasps> oh, my God. You need to see it. But uh, at one point. He's like, um, the one that Angelina Jolie with, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton, yeah. He's like, what's your name? He's like, Herman. He's like, well, what's your last name? Merman. He's like, your name is Herman Merman. And he just, I think he says something. He's like, what f- What the fuck kind of name is that? Which is hilarious because this weekend, um, when, when my friend got in, uh, on Friday, we watched The Wedding Singer. So Herman Merman and Julia Gooley. <laughs> Herman Merman. They're going to get married. Herman Merman and Julia Gulia. <laughs> so anyway, so Denzel, he comes in. He's assigned basically to take this lead as the, as the head coach while uh, the other dude, Bill Yost. So now originally Bill led an all-white high school, and he at this point is... Um, he was nominated for the Virginia High School Hall of Fame. So Mm -hmm. this comes into play at some point. So try to remember this, guys, if you've not seen the movie. If you've seen the movie, then you know what I'm talking about. So now that, you know, they've abolished it, whatever. So, you know, Denzel becomes the head coach. And then Yost is like, "Mm," like, no, I'm not feeling this, obviously, which I feel like, I mean, we kind of expected that. Like, what was he going to just be like? Yeah, sure. I'm just going to let this guy come in, even though I'm like a white dude with severe white privilege problems. I'm just going to be like, yeah, come on in, man. Take my job. Obviously not how it happened. But eventually, you know, they do get to the point where he he does it, you know, it, it. it's it's good for it was good because you know it's good for both of the communities the black community especially in the white community because it you know it's showing that they're going to come together especially seeing like Denzel and him come together because when he's sitting there being against them then he's just showing then all yeah. these other kids should be against them too and that's basically is what happens throughout the you know throughout the movie and you see that you know there's random bits of conflict racially uh stemmed conflict (laughs) as you can imagine of course so there's like one part so this actually happens before this see this is why i wanted to watch the clips because i knew there would be things that would happen that are important yeah and this is one of them so basically like eventually you know the students try out but they're like giving them shit they're making them work harder than they should and not obviously treating them equal and so on and so forth. So eventually they get on this 
bus. They go to Gettysburg College where they get trained, like, hardcore. Trying to train them also to get them to, like, work together and stuff like that. Um, and they end up, like, at one point, um, is they're running, and they're, like, running in the rain, running through, pro like, all the toughest things you can run. I mean, he was making them run. There's even one point when they're on the field and he's yelling at Donald Faison. He's like, how many feet is a mile? And he's like, uh, and he's like, you know, 5,000, whatever. I don't quite know. I don't, whatever he says, somebody yeah. knows the, a mile. And he's like, I want you to run that every time, every time. <laughs> so basically, you know, he's on their case to run. So he has them running. He ends up stopping at like the Gettysburg, like it's the battlefield with the cemetery. And he gives these guys a speech and he's like, you know, look at how many years ago he's like, we were fighting over this reason right now. Still, mm -hmm. still, yes. he's like, we're still this segregated. Is like, it's an iconic, it's an iconic scene for sure. Yeah. Scene. Cause it's, it, it kind of, I feel like put that into perspective for them, which, um, in reality though, that speech never happened, which is really sad. I, so yeah, but I'm glad they put it in there. I guess. But I'm so, exactly. I thought that too, because I was reading that. I was like, well, that's a bummer. I was like, well, good, because Denzel killed that speech, though. And it was good. Because, you know, he really just said, like, you know, brothers fighting against a brother. And, and and this is still going on, which, like Bree said, it's pretty crazy because it still is going on in, in different ways, yes. But look at where we are still mm -hmm. after all this time. Mm -hmm. It's still going on years and years later. I'm telling you, every time I see stuff like that, all I can think of, it just brings me back to that video that I watched of the Victorian women being interviewed in the 60s and talking about how, with all this advanced technology, society has not changed one bit. Yeah. Even then. And she said all the same things, just like society is now. So when people are like, oh, but we're better than... No, we're not. We're no better than we were freaking 300 500 years later we're all still doing the same stupid crap still not all of us but a good chunk of us yeah yeah y'all need to knock it off it's true it's one true. love amen one Preach, love so you know he gives that motivational speech they get back and basically um boone is like if you lose one game that's it you're done you're done <laughs> Yeah, which is just insane because the Titans literally go through the season unfreaking defeated, undefeated. Uh, so, ha, in that person's face. Also, they are now starting to like gain support from the community because obviously at first a lot of the community, again, yeah. was into that. Like, you know. <laughs> anyway, so Gary even has, like, so there's this kid, Ray. He has him off the team because he was being, you know, racist right, right. by intentionally, like, missing a block, which literally led to one of the guys on the team, um, uh, Jerry, what they call him, Rev. Um, yeah. yeah. Basically almost ending his whole season because of that, which is just insane and they they even get into an argument on the field you know about that because um uh gary goes up to julius at one point and he's talking to him like they get off the field for a minute and he, and, and gary's yelling at julius and he's like you know you you need to be trying harder and you need to do this and he's like i need to be trying harder he's like 
you guys basically need to stop being racist. He goes, you're not even helping us. You're literally just letting us get killed out there. And you don't yeah. even care. Yeah. And he's like, you want me to care when you don't care? And that was kind of like a turning point for them. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think he's like, lead by example. He's like, if you want a good team, then you got to be a good captain of the team. You can't be, you know, basically being like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, can't do this. Right before, so they end up having, like, this big, like, state finals game. Um, Yost, the other coach, he is told that he's going to, that if the Titans lose, because this is all because, literally, race. That's why they wanted them to lose, because there was black people on the team. Ridiculous. Right. Right. Um, That he would be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Basically, you're sitting there watching the game and in he's sitting there obviously battling with like his conscious consciousness which is interesting because that kind of reminded me of the longest yard how they wanted adam sandler to throw the game like he had you know when he like shaved points before i don't know if you've seen the longest yard yeah it's been a while um and it reminded me of that how he like kind of comes to that like epiphany because during this game when they're playing the I mean oh my god the referees are just making awful calls which is so funny because like the little as I uh little Hayden Penetier up there she's like she's so funny she's just like yelling in the bleachers she's like what kind of call was that but it's like her yelling that which by the so she is Yost's daughter so he kind of hears that and he's like, no, you know what? This isn't right. So he goes up to the referees and he's like, listen, he's like, you either start calling things the right way or he's like, I'm turning you in, even if that like takes me down. He's like, I don't care. And the ref was like, all right, like you're basically your head, I guess. You know what I mean? But he wanted them to do it fairly. You know what I mean? They're, it, obviously, he realized at that point that it's not worth that. He basically has grown to care for these boys on the team and Denzel, obviously, they're friends. I mean, if he were to do that, that would be some effed up shiznit. Right, right. Guess what? They win. But Yost is basically... Up. What? Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 Um... But Yost is basically told by the chairman that it would result in his loss of candidacy for the Hall of Fame, which, like, he didn't care. He was like, whatever. Like, it doesn't... Right. Obviously, in his head, it's something he worked for, but I think he started to realize, like, it's a lie. It's based on a lie. I mean, if you think about it, it's based on white privilege. The fact that he was white. When there's clearly other players out there regardless of their skin color, who are just as good, if not better. Yeah. Um, so I'm so glad that happened and happened in real life, which is nice. I was like, if that didn't really happen in real life, then I'm really going to be mad. Cause I'm like, what's going on, man? Now you are a jerk. And I, and I liked you for a second. Right. <laughs> um, so while they're like all celebrating Jerry, Jerry, I'm reading it like that, but it's, oh, it's Gary. Gary is, he ends up getting like really, really hurt in a car accident because he um, drives through like an intersection and an oncoming truck. And long story short, he basically becomes a paraplegic uh, for the rest of his life. 
But there's like a super touching scene um, when um, Gary comes in. It's funny. He says to the nurse, I can't remember what the heck her name was. And he's like, we'll say her name is Mary. I think it might have been. And he's like, she's like, oh, sorry. No, only like neck, like kin and family family and he's like hello mary can't you tell we look we like your can you see the family resemblance oh that's it is really sweet i i do remember they they come a long way they come they, long they, way. they did and then they do like so there's a phrase that they kept using throughout when they were like trying to pump each other up and it was like what was it so they have this phrase that's strong side left side because they're basically saying like a winning team at one point in the movie, they, they say, like, a winning team has a good defense. Like, that's one of their, like, things that they, like, boast. So, strong side, left side. So, at one point, he, like, puts, they put his hand up, and he's, like, strong side, left side. Now, this is where I cry. Because mm-hmm. then, he starts, like, uh, uh, Julia starts talking to him, and he's, like, listen, man, when we get out of here, like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get a, a place, and we're gonna do all this stuff. And, you know, he just starts crying, because obviously, like, he knows... Like, he's like, I'm paralyzed from, like, I'm never, and so that was like, it was sad. I was like, oh, cause like, you know. You'll never, yeah, he'll never play again. It's something that he was like, that's something that he wanted to do with his life, you know? And to like have to, you know, lose out on that. So the crazy part about that, which makes it even sadder. Is that ten years later that funeral is his? Aww. It's Gary's, and he died in an automobile accident. Oh my god! Yeah, from from a drunk <laughs> driver after after having won the gold medal in shot put in the Para Olympics. Oh my god! I completely forgot about that part. Yes, <laughs> I was like. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I had no idea because, again, I just watched clips. I didn't know who the hell. I was like, what? I didn't think it was going to happen that way. Yeah. And it was, it was sad. Um, But, like, you see them. They're at the funeral. Julius is holding, like, Gary's mom's hand. And they all um, start singing, um... Hey, oh my God. hey, hey, goodbye. But they all started yes. slowly like, na, yeah. na, na, na. And I'm just, that got me. I was like, no. Don't was like, do it. Don't do it. Like, it You're was. killing me here. Yes, yes. <sighs> um, So basically, you know, it kind of talks about, like, that. And then it kind of, you know, discusses, like, um, Coach Boone, he ended up, like, uh, coaching for five more seasons and then retired. Coach Yost, he would assist Boone and then he retired, which uh, for uh, Boone, not true. Actually, he got fired. Um, because, hold on, where is it? He was fired from the school due to allegations of player abuse. Oh, wow. And just being probably like, very hard on them. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. Oh, so that school, um, had been integrated since 1965 and it it was actually created by merging three racially integrated schools together. Okay. Um, another thing that was a bit different was that 
the movie shows that like most of their games were close, but actually most of their games are completely blowouts. They wa literally like won nine out of the 13s, like completely shut the other teams out. Oh, wow. Yep. Oh, Ronnie, the guy who plays Sunshine, mm -hmm. they all call Sunshine. Yes. Um, he was not the only one who had long hair. Uh, Gary, he had long hair at one point, but I guess like Sunshine says he never had hair that long. Uh, this is my favorite part. He also says the kiss with Gary never happened. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, sure it didn't. Sure. Yep. Let's see. There was a few other things. Oh, so um, Cheryl Yost, who, like I said, is uh, the little girl Hayden Penetier, she actually died in real life in 1996 of an undetected heart condition at the age of 34. That's oh. terrifying. Oh, my God. Yep. No, I read you. that and I was like, oh, whoa, what, <laughs> what, what an age. But she also was not. In the movie, they talk about her being an only child. She's not an only, she was not an only child. She had an older sister, Bonnie, who was in college. She had another older sister, Angela, who was at a different high school. And her younger sister, Deidre, was only three years old at the time. Okay. So she had, she had more. Um, and then just like one, uh, just a few little fun things real quick. So um, the Titan Spirit, that song that like plays, it's a seven minute uh, instrumental. It's actually been used on like numerous sports like stuff. NBC... Um, it's been, it's been the closing credits for each Olympic game since 2002. I'm like, that's wow. pretty cool. That, yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, it has such a big impact. Um, it was in the credits of for 12 years in the NBA. Um, it also played when a veteran crossed, Oh, it also played when a veteran New York Mets players, uh, crossed the home plate. It played when the New York Yank, the New York, sorry, I said that wrong. The New York Stankies were awarded their rings. <laughs> Guys, you know me. I got to say it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everybody out there, but I got to call them the New York Stankies because I'm originally from the Boston area. You know how we feel about them. But yeah, anyway, so that song, super big. Um, it actually grossed well over what it um was made for it was like on a budget of 30 million and ended up grossing 136 million worldwide so like pretty pretty impressive and 115 million of that was in the u.s so i mean yeah not not bad for a 30 million dollar budget um and for the most part it got pretty good responses some a lot of critics it was the same of like being you know predictable typical football movie which like i get it it is in a sense kind of like that but it, it does is. have its own thing to it i feel like because it's different in the sense that this one kind of discusses race um and that whole piece where not all of them are really about that yeah um and then just one last little thing real quick. It actually got nominated though for a ton of awards and it won four of them it won Obviously, Denzel Washington won Best Actor for the BET Awards in 2001. Yep. It won a Film Music Award at the BMI Awards. Um, it won the Black Reel Awards of 2001, Best Actor Denzel Washington, Best Screenplay Gregory Allen Howard, and Best Film 
Jerry Bruckheimer, which you guys have all heard of, who has right. done many, 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 many a film. We love a good Jerry Bruckheimer movie. We do. I, I so yeah, that is... <laughs> Again, I I really now to be honest though, after watching the clips, I want to watch it because I want to watch it all the way through. Because even seeing that, I was like, ah, oh, I really now I really want to like sit and watch it more because I want to be able to like not watch it in some strange order that's not actually in the correct order. And <laughs> onto the notebook. Yeah, it'll be. It's a good movie, and I tried to get to it, but. It's been such a busy freaking week. I, I know, man. This Dude, one, at least, yeah. hey, you got to one. And most of the time you get to two. I couldn't get to neither. Look at me. I failed. I am a failure. <laughs> it's okay. You did your homework. You you, you got you got it done. <laughs> I did. I, did. I, I, I didn't come totally unprepared. Yes. Yeah. That's what's important, I guess. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> with the notebook, it's a obviously a huge romance movie. Um, fun fact: I think whenever, is it like you know how you look back on things, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember this. Um, yes. When so whenever they were filming the Notebook in Charleston, um, they I remember being in Charleston at that time and seeing like down the street there were like old cars it was kind of gated off and i was like oh interesting i was like there's they must be filming a movie or something like that and then whenever it came out i was like i bet it was the notebook that they were filming whenever i was there and like, um, oh, I saw it. yeah i was like if only i could have run into um ryan baby goose okay um <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay uh i was a teenager at the time so illegal it, it would have been illegal, yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, for Erica, I'll kind of go over the general plot points of the movie. Um, which so- I, I'm not, now I'm not, which I will say, I'm not obviously completely in the dark. I do know, like, the concept of the movie. Right, okay. Um, so the movie opens with two elderly people. They're in a home, like a assisted living home and um the old woman is having this gentleman come read to her and uh they call him duke and he starts reading this story or picks up where the where they left off and you start seeing flashbacks of noah and Allie, which eventually you find out that's the old people um in the beginning of the movie and throughout this, throughout the movie, you see, you know, you kind of go back and forth between before I get into it, I guess I should say some of the facts about it real quick. Facts. 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 Oh, I, I can't not hear the words, the notebook and not think of on just friends when he's like Nicholas sparks, the notebook. Yes. <laughs> Well, it was, it came out, the book came out in ni- like 1996 and it was actually based on his ex-wife's parents. Oh. Um, his, I don't think it was, I don't think it's in, like entirely their story. Right. I think he took some creative liberties with it, but um, Nicholas Sparks' ex-wife, Kathy, is um, her parents. So Kathy. Kathy. Uh, so yes, uh, like we said. Nicholas Sparks, The Notebook, written in 1996. 
The movie, the movie came out in June 2004, June 25th, 2004. Um, it, whoopsies, it stars Ryan Gosling, a.k.a. Baby Goose. Baby Goose. For some reason, I just love saying that. Uh, Rachel McAdams, James Garner, who plays the older Noah, Gina Rollins, who plays the um, older Allie, and she is actually the director, Nick Cassavitt's mother. Oh, wow. Um, and then we also see James Marsden in there, Kevin Connolly, Sam Shepard, and Joan Allen. Um, two names, those, sorry, those first two names that you said, I did not think you were going to say those last names. What were the first two names you read? Kevin Connolly and Sam Shepard? I, no, I thought, I thought you were going to say Kevin Costner. Was there one before Kevin Connolly? Um, James Marsden? Yeah, I thought you were going to say James Woods and Kevin Costner. I don't know why in my head, though. Um, so, yeah, it had a, this, this one had, uh, this budget for the movie for this movie was 29, the budget for this movie was 29 million at, and it made about 118 million at the box office. Oh, funny, um, kind of, kind of similar to like the Titans. Yeah. Too. Yes. Um, so anyway, so to get back into the story, you know, it, it, it shows the very beginning of their relationship, how they met. And it's, this is, so whenever I say that, yes, it is a, like, their story is very sweet and it does have a little bit of like good romance to it. However, I do feel like it has a little bit of bad romance to it. I mean, <laughs> bad romance, not just bad romance, but it just has some, they, they just have some very toxic behaviors. Um, and like, for example, um, whenever they first met Allie was on another date with another with another guy and um Noah would not take no for an answer until he, she agreed to a date with him and um oh. and he like essentially like he goes out on a limb and is like well, not as not actually like they She's on a Ferris wheel with the guy and he like jumps on the Ferris wheel with them like and dangles himself from one of the heights and says, you know, well, you're you leave me no choice. And he like threatens to to let go if she doesn't say that she wants to go out with him. And um, and it's just like, uh, yeah, in the next um, nowadays, that would be so creepy. That's insane. Security! Somebody come get this guy! (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, he apologizes in the next scene whenever they see each other next. He apologizes and is like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. That was really stupid. I just saw what I liked and I wanted it. And, like, essentially that's what he's saying. Like, I have to have, like, I saw what I liked and I had to have it. Or something like that. But... Okay. um, And, you know, he's just he just latches onto something, you know, he just sees things and he just has to have it. Eventually they kind of, um, she is like, I'm not going out with you. Yada, yada. Like this, you're crazy, whatever. But she can, she kind of thinks he's cute, I guess, which rightly so. Um, (laughs) and then their friends invite her on a double date with him and she doesn't know this going into it, but, um, that's kind of where everything starts for them. 
Um, and, you know, they lay in the street together and dance together in the street, which is actually, which was, that was a cute scene. Just like um, David Bowie and Mick Jagger. <laughs> they're just dancing in the street. Yes. Um, it's very much like a, an opposites attract, like rich girl. Uh, and You're a rich he's, girl. Yes. And he's too poor for her. Um, this is like Jasmine and Aladdin. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, I will, you know what? It's incredible. What's incredible about this movie though the costumes are incredible. Like, especially like everything that she wears is just like, Oh God. Like, she's just gorgeous. She's ex- such a, I mean, she's beautiful. Of course. Beautiful. Beautiful um, person. Minus the whole world at war kind of thing. Um, I would have loved to have just lived in the forties just for the beautiful clothes. Um, but yeah. So this and, actually- you know, and, and obviously not wanting to be subservient to your husband. That, I mean, yes, that too. But uh, give me <laughs> just a pretty 40s dress and I would be happy. Um, but anyway, so, you know, they fall in love over the summer. Like, you see her. She has really cute bathing suits in a couple scenes. I'm like, oh my god, I want these bathing suits. Anyway, um, the cheesy line, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. She's like, say I'm a bird, say I'm a bird. I'm like, oh, shut up. I have seen so many of the, that line on a meme Especially the memes. I don't know if you remember they were super popular. They were doing the notebook memes and it would be like a Chipotle burrito that she was jumping onto in that scene where she like jumps onto <laughs> him instead of it being Ryan Gosling. It's a Chipotle burrito. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I will find that and post it to the podcast. Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, so they you see them kind of falling in love and everything but also you see that by the way the first part of this movie it, like the flashbacks are in 1940 so this is before the u.s entered world war ii okay. um so but you, then you start seeing them kind of fight a little bit but they're like she'll like hit him and then like turn around and be like make out with it you know what i mean so it's just very like it's not very it's not good conflict resolution like she'll be like little s and m yeah she goes really hot and cold um so um essentially they the the family wants to meet noah by the way she's already met his dad and he's just he seems like he's such a nice man and he's so kind and giving to her and um, he accepts her. So you see the contrast between the families. Um, so at this party where Noah meets the family, you know, they kind of make a fool of him in front of these other people. Cause they even ask him like how much money he makes at his job. And the mom says something about Allie going to Sarah Lawrence, like the, the school and which is obviously in New York and they're in, um, is it North Carolina, South Carolina. I can't remember. Um, I think it's North Carolina. Am I crazy? I'm crazy. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, I, I don't know, man. Ask P- Ask Petey Pablo because he knows all about <laughs> North Carolina. North Carolina, raise up. But I'm not gonna take my shirt off. Twist um, around your head, spin like a helicopter. <laughs> yes. Mom, the mom was very much like talking down to him in this scene, but after this, you know, he kind of gets the idea that. They're not really going to accept him. 
but he ends up showing Allie this house that he wants to buy and fix up. And, um, you know, so at least he's, he is driven and he knows that he, what he, that he wants this house eventually, you know? And Mm -hmm. she's like, well, I want a white house with blue shutters and yeah. And like a room for me to paint that overlooks the river, um, and all this stuff. You gonna do any of that work yourself? Well, I think she was just, you know, dreaming with him, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But still. (laughs) And then they, they, you know, there's like this awkward first sexual encounter, um, with them. And they're like, she's very nervous. And I don't think they actually go through with it, even though they're very close. Um, they, but they get interrupted by his friend Finn, who was like, look, it's two in the morning. Her family's looking for her. The cops are Back out. Block. Well, the cops are out. So they that's what happens. And, no, um, it's a cop, cop block. It's definitely a cop, cop block. block. Cop yes, block. indeed. <laughs> so... You know, her parents are furious whenever she gets back, and rightly so, because it is 2 a.m. They had no idea where she was. Mm. And uh, and he, he overhears. The... <laughs> well, she a- she actually asked for it. So she it wasn't like him putting the moves on her. Well, that, she... that, see, so I was right. So she really was trying to get it on. She, she was. She was. Um, you know, so he overhears her parents, like, yelling at her about well it's essentially her the mom saying like you're not gonna ruin your life like you're not throwing your way your life away for this boy blah 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 you know she even says he's trash and he overhears all this stuff and so they kind of get in a fight like he she he starts to leave and then she runs out to go find him and they kind of break up um but not kind of but not really but they they do kind of fight about it but she goes back and forth all the time, and she's like, she doesn't have the greatest set of communication skills. Um, oh. so, and, and her family makes her move the next day. Oh my god! Yeah, so they they move back, and she's she's not able to tell him. She tries to find him before they leave, but she ends up finding his friend Finn, and is like, please just tell him I love him. Please tell him to write if he, you know, if. He can, you know. And so he writes to her every day for a year and never hears back from her. And so he decides to move on with his life. He moves to Atlanta with Finn to do some kind of business thing. But then World War II breaks out and um, they join his friend. Finn dies in World War II in in a battle. Um, Allie volunteers as a nurse and then she meets this handsome soldier named uh lon hammond who is um played by um james what's what, what oh my god james james marsden <laughs> i was gonna say vanderbeek <laughs> james marsden who is an absolute stud like obviously she's gonna be like yes please um, <laughs> yeah. uh can't blame her there and he is from, like, a wealthy family. He's driven and educated, so her family really likes this guy. Very supportive of that. And he's actually a really nice guy. Like, I, Well, that's good. He's he's incredibly supportive of her. He's funny. They banter. They have, like, he's 
open and has like in very trusting of her. So he proposes, she says, yes, the family's like ecstatic, whatever. Around this time, Noah comes back from the war. His dad is like, listen, I, um, I sold this house so you can buy the house that you want and start fixing it. Which that, that just shows you that like the kind of guy that his dad is. Um, and whenever he was in Charleston to like get like the permits for rebuilding the house and things like that, he saw her, he like, he was on the bus, he saw her walking by. And so he gets off to like find her. Then he sees her run into this restaurant and then she, he sees that lawn, the fiance is there. And so he is kind of like, well, that's a bummer. So he, kind of snaps at that point and puts all of his focus and energy into this house and he makes everything the way that she wanted it like white house blue shutters a room to paint even like a wraparound deck i think is what was one of the things that she wanted so he was he does all this stuff for her it's very cute i mean i don't know i think that it's just the house was all he had at this point because his father passed away. Um, so he was just like, well, what else am I going to do? So he just continues building this house. And he, I guess maybe, maybe he kind of thought that he was just doing the, if he finished the house, maybe it would bring her back. But, right. um, and since this house was a big, important piece of history, I think, um, like there were lots of offers to buy it. There was a uh, press. There was lots of like um, a newspaper came out and took a picture of him with the house. And while she's getting fitted for her wedding dress, um, she sees the article in the newspaper and then she kind of passes out. Um, ooh, oh, sorry. God. Sorry. It's uh, thundering. Here. <laughs> um, anyway, you guys, this is just very important. Uh, Closure is important in relationships because, I mean, yes, sometimes you you don't always get it, but closure is important because then you end up going to your fia- your handsome stud of fiance named Juan and you go to him and you're like, listen, I need a couple days to just get away and be myself. So I'm going back to this small town where they met. And he is like, he's like, am I, should I be worried? Like. You know, that's all he wants to know. And she's like, no, don't worry about it. You know, so he's like, do whatever you have to do. Sometimes, you know, cold feet, it's a thing. Go ahead, do whatever you need to do. So he's very kind to her. Um, So she goes to the house and they see each other. And it's very awkward, obviously. And she tries to leave, but then she ends up bumping, like, like running over this. She hits the fence and then he he walk. He hasn't said a word to her yet. And he walks over and he's like, do you want to come in? <laughs> like, and so they kind of catch up and it's kind of sweet. It's, it's a, you know, it's like that talking to your first love kind of deal. And you're like, well, uh, you know, I'm happy. I love him. You'd like him. And he goes, great. You marry Lon and we can be friends, you know? So yeah, he's trying to act like he's okay with all of this. Yeah. Then he ends up, uh, she ends up staying for dinner and she, he asks her to come back the next day. And he's like, this is, 
in his mind, he's like, this is going to be agony because this is like, if I have to lose her twice, this is going to be just as difficult. Oh. Um, the rowboat scene is the next day whenever he takes oh, her out yes. of the rowboat. Uh, I have, they, I have seen, I have seen the the rowboat scene. Yes. And then it starts raining and then she finally asks, why didn't you write me? And then he's like, I wrote you, uh, every day for a year. And, you know, they make out and do the things that adults do um, when they, you know. (laughs) And at this point, like, after they do it, he's she's like, wow, after all this time, that's what I was missing. They just are they like little horn dogs are catching up on seven years of this missing out on each other, essentially. And I think and, and to me at this point, I'm like. Honey, you have to talk to your fiance at this point. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, maybe you, know. you should let him know what's going on. Yeah, maybe, and especially since you told him, it's no, don't don't be worried. <laughs> don't be worried. I'm just getting uh, pounded like a Christmas ham. <laughs> exactly. This is another. This is another thing that I had written down. So, after like while Noah was working, like finished working on the house and. He was kind of sleeping with this this war widow named Martha, and I always I felt bad for her because he was like so emotionally unavailable, like with her, even though it's like her husband died in in the war as well, and she comes over and sees Allie and Allie, you know, they kind of they all three have like dinner and everything, and uh, she's like she's really. Like, she's really a beautiful person. This is, like, and, uh, like, the look on his face whenever Allie invites her in is, like, this is his worst nightmare, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, she's such a, she's, like, Martha's a sweet person. because She's, like, I'm really glad I met her, and I'm happy for you, and it gives me something to look forward to seeing you two together. Because, you know, like, I haven't seen, I haven't felt that way since my husband, and yada yada. So it's, like, very, she, it's very sweet. It's very, like... A very small scene, but I thought it was something very... She is a good woman. She is a good woman, absolutely. But anyway, so the mom comes in to town looking for her. um, Allie's mom. Of course she does. Gotta go mess it up. Yeah, and Allie's mom is played by Joan Allen, who is wonderful, by the way. Like, obviously, we love Joan Allen. Um, And, you know, and she takes her to see this person that she actually used to be in love with years and years ago and it's like you know I love your father but I often wonder like what my life would have been like if I because we tried to run away together but we didn't make it you know so they it's it's sad um and she's like listen you have to choose and you have to choose now between the, these two her fiance and Noah and I want she's like I want you to make the right choice and he goes so she goes back to Noah and that's where like the, what do you want? What do you want? Not what everybody else wants. What do you want? And they kind of, they, again, they fight here, but he, he has a good point. He's like, it's not about what anyone else wants. What do you want? You know? And so she ends up leaving. She goes to talk to Lon, who again is so kind and patient about all of this. And he's like, I love you, Allie, but I want you for myself is essentially what he said. And, um, and she was, she's just like, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And, 
no matter what I choose, it's going to be difficult for somebody. And she's like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that pressure. But he, Lon essentially lets her go. And, um. Maybe Lon and, what was that other lady's name? Martha? Martha. Maybe Lon and Martha should get together. I think that should, that should, Nicholas Sparks get on that book. (laughs) Honestly, like, perfect. Yes, please. The, the snubbed lovers of, you know. And if you think about it. It just makes Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling just look like awful they people compared to the two of them. <laughs> no. Um, so it's just like, so she comes back to Noah and, you know, they get married, they have a family, and, but you kind of, obviously throughout the movie, you see them um, as, as the older versions of themselves. Yeah. And um, Allie has dementia um and it's an absolute bitch in this movie because it's it's so sad she because she remembers and then she regresses and that's when i cried because that's when he cried and james garner whenever like the look on his face whenever she starts freaking out and panicking and they have to call in the the doctors and the nurses and everything in like the look on his face i'm like i can't i can't look at it i was like he's crying don't i can't handle it um and so the next day, the older Noah ends up going into cardiac arrest, and um, but he turns out okay, and he sneaks off. He sneaks off to find Allie wherever she uh, where she is in the assisted living facility, and um, she remembers him whenever he comes to see her at that particular time, and you know they're holding hands and. She's like, what will you do if I can't remember when I, when I don't remember ever anything anymore, you know? And he's like, I'll still be here. And so she's like, do you think that we could essentially die together? And he's like, well, I think we could do anything. And so he, he crawls into bed with her, holds her hand and they go to sleep and they don't wake up. (laughs) So, yeah, they wake up the... In the Netflix version, they kind of cut that out where the people find them the next day, um, but they, but they, but they leave the part of them falling asleep together. But they don't. I don't know why. I, I I'm not sure why. I guess. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the story. And I was like thinking, you know, I haven't done this in a while, but I was like, Noah is a Capricorn sun with a Cancer moon. And then Allie is a Scorpio sun sign with a Libra moon. And if you know, you know, like, he's he's all, like, all about having a goal, attaining it, being driven. But he's also, like, a romantic. Um, and then she kind of just, she's hi- hyper-passionate about something, but she goes back and forth, and she wants to be fair and cares about, you know, she doesn't. She has a hard time making decisions. And so that's where I thought she was like the, the Libra moon came into play. But that was just like, hmm, was, it just made me laugh. So let me go over some of the fun facts about this. Fun facts. Fun facts about the movie. So there's, there is a sequel to the book. It's called The Wedding, but it follows um, Jane and Allie's daughter, um, 
I'm sorry. I was gonna, I'm sorry. I was going to say, does it, does it follow Martha? <laughs> I know, right? I, I wish. It follows Jane, who is the daughter of Noah and Allie. My bad. The, the Notebook was actually the first novel that Nicholas Sparks wrote, um, was published. Really? Yes. Um, I'll go over some oh, of which the- guys. Sorry, what? I was going to say, he also wrote A Walk to Remember. Yes, so, yes. You know, he, he wrote a lot for of... For those who didn't know. Yes, he did. Um, I'll go over some of the awards and everything, but I didn't want to mention, mention this. So, um, Rachel and Ryan, they uh, like Rachel and Ryan won, won the MTV Movie Award for Best Kiss. And so... I remember that. And whenever they, like, did the scene wherever they run to each other, they, you know, make up. But anyway... Um, so, apparently, as of in 2019, Ingrid Michelson told today, I don't know where, what the update on this is, but Ingrid Michelson was trying to work on a musical for The Notebook. Interesting. Yes. Um, the book focuses more on Noah's perspective, so she has a bigger role in the movie than she does in the book. Um... Like I said, the movie is based on a real life couple. Uh, Nicholas Sparks, um, I'm sorry, it wasn't it wasn't Kathy's parents. Um, Nicholas Sparks's ex wife's um, parents. It was the grandparents. They were together for sixty gotcha. years, and he was, um, and I guess his ex wife was very close to them. And they couldn't make it to Nicholas and Kathy's wedding because they were sick. But yeah, so like they kind of he heard the story and you know, wanted to kind of memorialize it, I guess. Um, Rachel McAdams had less than a day to prepare for the audition. And um, some of the other people that auditioned were like Reese Witherspoon, Jessica Biel, even Britney Spears. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, for real. (laughs) The notebook was almost a show. (laughs) And the reason that Nick, uh, that, Nick Cassavitz, who was the director, cast Ryan Gosling as Noah was because he technically, he wasn't like handsome, quote unquote handsome. So like, I'm like one now he's considered like one of the sexiest men alive and rightly so, especially in the movie, whenever he has the beard, I'm like, yes, please. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. (laughs) He's like, this is what, this is what this is. I think this article was from like 17 magazine forever ago. Like, just a couple of years ago. But it says uh, that the director went to Ryan Gosling and said, I want you to play this role uh, because you're not like other young Hollywood actors out there. You're handsome. You're, you're not handsome. You're not cool. You're just a regular guy who looks a bit nuts, is what he said. And we're like, what on earth? I know. What the? Well, that guy don't know what he's talking about. Yes. Um, and since James Garner played the older Noah, um... Ryan Gosling wore brown eye or brown contacts, so um, to cover up the fact that his eyes are blue. Oh. Um, yeah, and the movie was actually filmed in reverse, so um, because Ryan had to lose about twenty pounds of muscle during um, to make himself look younger in the beginning, so they they filmed the movie oh. in reverse. Um, da, da, da. And and this was another thing. Um, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears were considered for the leads. So that's a fun, it, like it wasn't just, yeah, it wasn't just Britney Spears. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my Britney and I love my Justin, but God, that would literally 
It would be, like, The Notebook, but also remember that terrible movie from Justin to Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> and I think, That's I think what the, movie, like the to... movie came out after they were broken up anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this was before... Oh, they they couldn't wear their denim on denim on denim, <laughs> um, matching matching denim. Yes, and so actually, Ryan the the dinner scene whenever he, whenever she comes back and they have dinner in the in his house for the first time, um, Ryan Gosling actually built the table that they were on because he was he wanted Whoa. to be hand like you know he wanted to be able to do the stuff that his character was supposed to do. Um, and, uh, Rachel McAdams actually took, like, etiquette classes and ballet classes just to be, like, poised and polished, because that's what she's supposed to be. Um, actually, this was another fun fact, um, Kobe Bryant, uh, once gifted his wife, his wife, um, one of the dresses from the movie for Valentine's Day. The blue, Aww. I think it's the blue dress that she wears, um, in the iconic scene where they are, like, kissing in the rain. Oh. Um, the love scenes actually had to be toned down to avoid an R rating, um, and it's more—it's more, it's more impl- like it's more implied that they have sex, but it, and it's not very graphic at all. Whenever in the movie, ba, ba, ba. and by the way, it is Charleston, South Carolina, not North, because I'm dumb. Okay, <laughs> um, so it's all good. Close according, enough. yeah, so. I've heard this before, but Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams actually did not get along at first. And Ryan Gosling actually tried to get Rachel McAdams replaced. Um, but the director had like had an intervention where they could air out all of their grievances and they ended up working together. Um, they patched things up and then they ended up, they ended up being a couple in real life for a little while. Uh, you know, sometimes it, it, it it happens that way, you know, yet you, you think you hate somebody and then it's like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the enemies to lovers trope. Um, that was, that was me and my husband. So there you go. Sometimes it works out. Um, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't, but that's a, uh, anyway, we're not going to talk about that. Why, why am I going down that rabbit hole? <laughs> so, oh, okay. So Nick Cassavitz, so he picked Ryan Gosling and he was the first and only choice that he had. However, before like um Steven Spielberg and Tom Cruise actually wanted to be involved with the movie before backing out, I guess. I don't know I don't know what all the details were according to that, but go away, Tom. Yeah, Cruise. yeah. Um I'm glad I'm glad it didn't work out. But uh same. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's basically all that I have on it. Again, it's a good it's a good movie to it's a good movie to watch. Um, and it honestly, now, now that you've talked about it, I want to watch it. I'm intrigued. I mean, you should watch it if, if for nothing else for the beautiful clothes. And I, I, I'm sure I probably watch it and then like, be like, I need to get to a thrift store yeah. and wear these magnificent. Outfits. Yes. And also, I mean, yes, they had, yes, it was kind of toxic, but you know, they had each other, I guess. So maybe they didn't end up finding a therapist because they, they, you know, they ended up happy. They ended up being very in love and they ended up dying together, which is the important part to them. So I think always what it comes down to, I think, you know, 
Obviously, it's not good to be in toxic relationships, but sometimes I think people, you know, everybody has certain levels of stuff they'll put up with. Yeah. Some people will put up with other things. Some people won't. Yes. So I think sometimes, not to say you don't love the person, but I do. I think sometimes it does come to a point. I'm not saying bad things. Like, obviously, abuse and stuff is something you should never put up with. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think a lot of people have that mentality like, well... Now, here's my thing, like, you know, like I said, in the, like, towards the beginning was like, this is why closure is important, because if she, I think that if she had the closure of in the beginning of like knowing that he wrote her, and by the way, the the reason that she never got the letters was because the mom intercepted them. Um, I had a feeling. Yeah. So the re- so if she, I feel like if she would have had closure, she wouldn't have gone back to see the house. You know what I mean? Um, she just, right. you know, she was like, how are you? I just saw that you did this and I wanted to see how you were. And like, that was it. So it was very, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's like closure is important guys. Sometimes. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I like, I, I am somebody because I have anxiety. I almost need closure. Yeah. It's like, listen, even if it's like you just hate me and like you're like, listen, I don't like you for whatever reason. Like, just tell me. Honestly. Don't just disappear. I hate, don't just be like, oh, le- legitimately, I I hate, hate being ghosted. I'm like, if I did something, if you just don't want to talk to me anymore, f- just freaking tell me. Like, I, Or be an adult and let's talk about it because oh most likely we'll probably just get, get through this it. Is, I mean, obviously it, it applies to like every friendship every relationship, yeah. whatever. I'm like, just freaking tell me what I did or just tell me, just freaking tell me how you feel. Like, you know what I mean? Same. Same. But anyway, obviously I, we shouldn't have to know everything. And maybe that's my talk to, my toxic trait is. It's you know, true. Like- it's true. You know, <laughs> it's, I think it's an anxiety thing too. part because at least for me, because I definitely used to feel more so like I still have those feelings, but they're not as like, strong I guess because yeah I'm just like well I mean I mean in my head I'm like god you know for me personally I would give I would want to give somebody closure but at the end of the day I always say this to me my friend Alyssa because we'll always make comments I'm like god why don't more people think like this way like we do or whatever and I'm like because most people don't and honestly I know it sounds crazy, but it's not right for us to expect that they will or that they should, because that's just us letting ourselves down. Yeah. That's all we're Yeah, doing. it's true. It's true. When a lot of people just don't, I'm not saying there aren't people out there, and I'm not saying that that's not something they should work on. Everybody has something they should work on, but I think it's a hard concept for a lot of us, and again, even myself, sometimes people just, they, they can't whatever their reason is they just it's not how they handle things and unfortunately as much as for our own comfort we would appreciate them handling it a different way yeah in the end they're doing whatever's best for them even if it sucks for us yeah and that uh, and that's what sucks is like we're always getting the we're always the ones getting shit on they're getting what they want we're we don't get anything we want um but anyway my what i was gonna say to wrap up everything was like i think you know while while Allie probably could have been happy with lon with james marston because obviously like he was hot he was nice he was 
supportive of her. He literally the most uh, sounds like the most. Uh, uh, I mean, sounds like the he was ideal. Great. Yeah, person. yeah. Like she could have been happy with him, but I don't think that Noah would have been happy with anyone else. And I think that's the uh, that's the difference. You know. It, so huh. it's interesting. I don't know. It's funny. It's 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 interesting. Yeah. But uh, but again, I feel like like you know, like you said, I feel like that. If you look at it from like a different perspective, you're like, that's, that's, that's kind of sad. And also like, you should probably get some therapy, buddy, and, 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 and move on. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's okay. Like, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's what happens. That's what happened in the movie. That's the notebook. That's the notebook. So you guys, this is, like I said, this is the last episode of the season and we'll do a couple mini-sodes here and there. But um, Minisodes. So do you want to share social media and all that fun stuff? Oh, of course. Well, first of all, you know you guys can email us. You know it. You don't do it, but you know Whatever it. you could. At the Retrospects Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at the Retrospects P, even though let's be honest. <laughs> We're not very frequently updating it, nor are you finding us there. Um, You can find us on Instagram at the Retrospects Podcast. We are generally pretty active on there. Um, We're always posting on our stories, things like that. You can also find us on TikTok. We're pretty active on there and getting a bit more of a... Actually, we have more of a following on TikTok than we do on Instagram. The only reason that we have more followers on TikTok is because that video of the uh, little princess, like, is still getting... Like, it has 27,000 views. And I'm just like, so TikTok just won't push any other video that we put out there. (laughs) But, um, you know, but anyway... um, you guys can also obviously listen to us on Stitcher, Anchor, um, uh, Google, Apple Podcasts, which again, if you don't know, it's a separate app from like the Apple Music app. If you don't see it on your iPhone, because like I don't have it on my main page, just click scroll and then type it in. It'll show right up Yes. Um, with, the little, with the little microphone piece on it. And also, you can listen to us on Spotify as well. Did I get all of them? I think, yeah. Google, Stitcher, uh, Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Yeah. Anchor. Yes. So, yeah. That's all of them. You guys know what to do. Seriously, though, we do appreciate all of you. We appreciate all you guys' support for these past three seasons. Honestly, it's... It's been fun. Absolutely. And even though, yes, this is work for us, you know, yeah. even though I feel like I'm about to gouge my eye out <laughs> because of this migraine, it's, I still love it. And yeah. I really am excited for when we get into the next season. I'm very excited and just want to get settled in my new home. But I'm also super excited because Bree and I are going to see each I other. Know. And we'll definitely have something, we'll cook something up. Yes. Uh, a little something when we're together mm-hmm. for you guys. It's going to be great. A little something. We'll find something, we'll find something to do because it'll be wonderful. Um, so be on the lookout for some of our, like a couple mini episodes in between here and the next season. 
Um, yes. And just remember to follow us on all of our social media and all that fun stuff. So thank you so much, you. guys. You have a wonderful day and uh, whenever you listen to this. And we will catch you on the flippity flop. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.